Welcome back to Feedback Loop. Uh, this is a podcast where we talk about music. I'm Jeremy. I'm Joey. And uh, we're, this week we're talking about Crybaby, the album by Melanie Martinez. Normally we, we start this off a bit more like befuddled, where we're like trying to find a way to lead into it. But this week it, I just kind of went right, right for it. I like we're it. Talking, we're, we're talking about uh, Crybaby. This is the third? Yeah, the third, the third. Dark Pop album, I think on our journey through dark pop that I've been leading Joey on. Uh, it's been, it's been, a, it's been a ride. It's been a ride, man. <laughs> and we're, we're capping this off in two weeks uh, where we will be ending on a two blue album of my choice. Uh, still not hundred percent sure which one, <laughs> but uh, I think I, I'm pretty confident. I know which one, uh, but we'll, we'll see if I change my mind in the next two weeks. Maybe. But, I almost changed my mind on the album I was picking for next week, so I mean... It's fine. Who I mean, knows we, we, we have rain to do that. We, yeah, it's, nobody, nobody has to know. We have no production crew. It's just us. <laughs> it's literally just me and you, and <laughs> we are the only ones that listen to it. Uh, but this week, we, we took notes. We listened to Cry Baby by Melanie Martinez. Uh, the album came out in 2015. It's 13 tracks, 46 minutes. Not super long, not super short. Somewhere in between. It's a good length, I'd say. Yeah, it's pretty pretty solid. Um, I picked this album specifically because, again, we're doing kind of a dark pop thing. And it, I, I was kind of trying to build a progression to Tuvalu because Tuvalu is pretty poppy. And I, I didn't want to like just start off pop. I didn't want to like never get poppy and then drop Tuvalu on you. So I felt like this was kind of a, a good middle ground. Uh, that and I, I really like her music, and I, I like this album, and I thought it'd be fun to share. You saying that explains a lot because I was wondering why the albums were slowly get like steadily getting a little bit more <laughs> poppy, and I was like, yeah, because I'm the opposite way. Like, I'm gonna take you on a journey at some point, and it's gonna get more and more out, out like, yeah, unpoppy yeah. as yeah. we go. But Un- I guess unpop should be a genre. That makes, I, I guess Primus had an album called Antipop, right? Yeah, so maybe that's they the are the should... Antipop. <laughs> that's uh, that's one of the lyrics of that song. Because, we're not know, talking I, about I Primus, Primus. Today. No, 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 we're not. We're not going to start a whole Mastodon thing like we did last time. <laughs> I mean, we might. We'll see if if any songs on this album remind you of Mastodon. Maybe yeah. we can talk about Mastodon again. <laughs> uh, oh, I don't God. know how I found this album. Uh, I really don't remember. I think I was probably just looking for dark pop uh, musicians and this came up. So uh, that's how I'm assuming I found this. I don't know how else I would have found this, but uh, it's pretty, pretty fun. Well, isn't she on the voice or something? Like I have no idea. (laughs) Whenever I was looking up just like info about her, I didn't like look into it, but I saw a picture of her research. I was doing a little bit. I mean, I watched like a few of the music videos and stuff. Good. Good. Just to gauge kind of a story, because I was like, there's part of the way through the album where I was like, is is there like a story? Is this like real yeah. life stuff? Is it a mixture? Is it is she playing a character? Like I don't know, but some no, some no, questions were answered. You're spoiling things that are going to be answered throughout the show. Maybe you're not spoiling. You're teasing. We'll I'm teasing. teasing. I'll, yeah. I'm teasing. I'm, that, that way I don't <laughs> sound like a dick who just spoils things. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> uh, the album art for this. Uh, it's kind of interesting, I think. It, it's hard to put into words, but uh, I'm going to try my best to paint this picture. So there's a backdrop of like a pink sky with some, some clouds uh, on, that's like painted on the wall, perhaps. 
and on the wall are like big balloon letters spelling out Crybaby, which is the name of the album. Uh, in front of that, there is a picture of Melanie Martinez. Well, it's not a picture, it's just her. The whole thing's not a picture, but it's her <laughs> on top of some like uh, cloud, a rain cloud, kind of like the <clears throat> the dudes in, in Super Mario Bros. The, the, the Lucky Two. The Lucky Two. Yeah. Uh, so you see her top half, and her bottom half is just a rain cloud that's shooting down straight beams of water droplets flooding what looks like a, a town that is like a diorama kind of thing. There's a lot going on. There's not actually a lot going on, but it's a lot to describe to somebody who's not looking at it. Yeah, and there's parts of it that definitely have to do with things in the album. So Indeed. It's, it, it's beneficial to describe them. Yes, quite so. We're just going to get right into it. Boom. The first track is the title track. It is called Crybaby. It has... I, I, I really like this track as an introductory track mm-hmm. to this album specifically. It, it's got some like weird voice samples and like an anvil being struck for like a snare. And then the beat comes in and there's some like chuckling kids in the background or something. There are a lot of string plucks, a lot of like xylophone, yeah, and like glockenspiel kind of kind of going on that gives it this childlike quality to it, or or it, it reminds you of something that you would see and and when describing a child, if that makes any sense. One hundred percent, that's the vibe throughout. I like really most of this album is uh, like very young childhood, almost toddler type thing and uh i mean that's obviously what she was going for and i think she did a pretty good job of opening up the album with this song and uh, i don't like she this song is i'd say it's instantly pretty catchy like right and she instantly portrays kind of what you're gonna see throughout this whole album with the crybaby persona I guess yes, is it, it is her she is. throughout this album, uh, uh, yeah. and maybe technically and, throughout her next album as well. But we're not talking hmm. about that album. <laughs> no, we're not, Jeremy. Jeez, man. <laughs> just want to just sprinkle in some more. I'm teasing. I'm teasing <laughs> for when we inevitably do the second. Not it's not inevitable. We're probably not going to do the second one. But uh, I mean, yeah, I don't know. There, there's a, there's a lot of progression in this song, like musically. It seems like they're they're adding or taking away something every bar or every few bars or every time the verse changes or the chorus changes, uh, which again I th- I think is a good way to open up this album. Uh, in addition to just the music being a good way to kind of set the standard, the lyrics uh, are in the song specifically about being overly sensitive and just like accepting it, saying it's okay. Yeah, I'm a crybaby, like. I'm going to get upset if, if I if I do this or if you do this or if I try to like talk about something, I'm just going to cry. And that's, that's who I am. Yeah. I definitely Which, got the vibe that she's very affected by other people's actions from this right. song. Yeah. And, and again, it's, it's introducing this character of Crybaby, who, who is the name of said character <laughs> that we'll see throughout this album. Uh, and I, I think it's, it's a good intro as I've said several times now, because it it sets the expectation of there's going to be a lot of childlike music. I don't really know how to... There's got to be a word for that. But it's like a music, music just, box, almost. Yeah, there's, like, there's a lot of music box kind of vibes going on. Yeah. Um, 
but th- this album specifically talks about a lot of more adult themes in juxtaposition with this kind of happy, jaunty, childlike music box music. Which that juxtaposition is something that happens to a greater degree later in the album. Yes. But I'm just going to go ahead and say that I really like whenever people do that. I don't know. It's just like something about the super depressing, terrible songs that have like happy lyric or happy music or something to go with the terrible lyrics. Like that's always been something that I've just liked. Kind of like that pumped up kid kicks song. Yeah. I, I think it's, it makes it more interesting because there are different things to focus on. Mm-hmm. So you can like, you, you have to like kind of separate them and then say like, Whoa, like what I'm, what there, it creates kind of a dissonance, I guess is what I'm getting at Yeah, where you're, where you're expecting things to go one way and they aren't going that way at all. But uh, it's, yeah, it's definitely, I, th- I think it makes you pay more attention to both aspects just right. because like, I don't know. It's a good way of grabbing the attention. Yeah, for sure. But you know what kids play with? Little what girls. Do they play with? What, they play what, with. Uh, what, why has it got to be girls, Joey? Well, because, uh, you know what? Actually, that's a very, very astute <laughs> point. I started off saying, you know what little kids play with? This is going to be did. lesson time for Joey. Uh, <laughs> the next song is called Dollhouse, but I, I don't want to take away from this song with uh, the sexism that I just entered it in with. <laughs> So yeah, little boys can you. play with dollhouses as well. I should not. That's true. But. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was lesson, lesson time with Joey. Now we can move on and do the rest of the show. That's, that's the theme song. <laughs> yeah, we need to get a, a sound effect for that or a sound bite. There's going to be a lot of that because I'm a pretty, pretty dumb guy over <laughs> here. And staying in my house for the past four and a half months has only made it worse. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's that's not true. You've had time to research music since you've been stuck at home so much. That's true, but I keep forgetting words during the middle of my sentences. Like <laughs> I'll be talking, I'll be just talking, and I'm like, you know, the the fucking thing over there. It's like what the door? Yeah, that thing. I, I the I, door. I, I, I did like a, I did the thing, and I I went over, I do that a lot. I say like I did the thing, and then that thing, and then this, and I have to like other people have to piece together my thoughts for me <laughs> because I'm just 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 over here spitting out shit all day. Well, how about you spit out some shit about this next track? This song, this song right here, man. This one, I like Dollhouse. Like it continues with that xylophone, like music box type thing, which I don't know. I like it. There's part of me that kind of like whenever it hits. There's, because uh, I I do have a daughter, and mm-hmm. oh, she used to have a little like music maker thing that she would fall asleep to, and it would play like a lullaby in yeah. that same music box type of sound. So there's part of me that the whole time I'm hearing it like <laughs> that is in my some, mind. Some late memories. Yeah, where like I would just hear it over her baby monitor or something, but it's like. Right. I don't know. It just sucks me into this whole world she's created of tiny child, tiny children. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I don't know. This song, I like the subject. I'm going to start off with the subject material of it because yeah, absolutely. it's, I think it sets up a pretty good picture about crybabies, like home life or yeah. upbringing that kind of may have influenced her to be this overly sensitive, very aware of other people's actions person in the fact that the dollhouse is representing the adults in her life, trying to 
make a perfect image, even though the things she's describing in the song are like, the mother seems to be an alcoholic, the dad's sleeping around, the brother's always, like, he's, she says he smokes a lot of cannabis, which yeah. is something that you don't <laughs> hear a lot. Like, usually there's other words for it, but you know what? Props to you, Melanie it, Martinez. It, yeah, it flows, it flows in the song anyway. It work, Yeah, it works in the song. But, like, there's just all these things that it's not the quote-unquote perfect life, but they're trying to make it seem for this one moment where if people look through the curtains of the dollhouse, they can look in and see this perfect little family. And right. it kind of calls to, uh, I don't know, people with social media and just the fakeness of, like, creating. Because this is something I've seen with, like, other other parents where it's like, oh, we got to – the kids screaming and, the, like, the parents are just like, no, just, just – just we gotta yeah, just don't do let, this. don't let people know that our child cries. Yeah, and then they take like twenty bajillion pictures and look for the one where everybody's smiling, and they're like, "That's yeah. the one." But it's like <laughs> postcard families. I don't know. Keep keeping up with the yeah, James families. Definitely, and it's talking about from her perspective of like, be a good sister, stand next to your brother, like do this, be like, just yeah. forcing her to be in that role, I guess. And I just like the way she did it. Yeah, it, it's really good. Uh, and it flows into the next song, I think. But before we, we move on, I'm just going to kind of briefly go over the music. Like you said, there's a lot of xylophones on this album. Continues in this track. There's uh, like a clock ticking in the mm. background of this one specifically. I'm not sure why, but it, it kind of like, it, it kind of stresses me out a little bit. <laughs> constant ticking. Um, and then the music is pretty much like, I don't know, it's more of a standard pop kind of uh music with like a bass kind of keeping the the melody in the chorus but uh, yeah i do like the bass line right before the chorus hits just to throw that out there there's yeah, a nice little it, cool bass line for sure uh i don't have a good segue for the third i'm not gonna try because we kind of stopped talking about the 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 story content of it <laughs> but uh sippy cup is track three and i think it follows up i'm gonna just go right into the the, the lyrical content as well just because we're coming off of Dollhouse, Do it, where it's, it's explaining how her family operates, and that, yeah, like her, her mom's an alcoholic, and her dad's sleeping around, and, and she has a fucked up family that tries to make it seem as though it's normal. And this whole song is kind of going into detail about what's actually happening in her house, I think. Mm-hmm. So this song, it specifically talks about her mother, and... and her whole deal um, where she talks about her dad buying her mom a ring among other things like a car and, and a new ass. Uh, but he, he can't really afford it with his job. And so it kind of implies that he has a side job where he's maybe doing some, some shadier business, but doesn't let anybody know. Um, so there's that whole angle where dad's off doing some, something shady to afford th- nice things for mom to keep her you know happy or whatever, but she's kind of figuring out that like there's something else going on. She's not happy about it. And in the yeah. music video for this uh, song, I don't know if you watched this one specifically, but uh, not this one. Her mom actually ties up and k- kills her husband <sighs> and her husband's girlfriend, uh, which explains some of the lyrics where they talk about like he's still gone when you're done with the bottle, kind of a thing. Okay, so, I was wondering because so, I I didn't like watch the music video, but I picked up on the killing of the husband, at least. Right. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, and she, she, the song called Sippy Cup because she, she has been, it seems like she's been pouring alcohol into a sippy cup to try to cope with what she's done or just because she's a fucking alcoholic and she's trying to make it seem less severe. And at the end of the music video, she's actually pouring it down Crybaby's throat to, to sedate her because Crybaby has, has seen the bodies of her father uh, laying in the kitchen, which is kind of that, that through line that I, I mentioned in Dollhouse, they say, don't let them see what goes down in the kitchen. In the music video for Sippy Cup, she murders her husband and his girlfriend in the kitchen. Well, I will to go out because I'm going to go into the music. Yeah. And uh, but before I do, this song has one line that I thought was just really great to talk about the whole picturesque thing. That just the kids are still depressed when you dress them up. It's yeah. uh, that is such a true line. Like, cause I've been to so many events, kid related events where like parents, you'll take your kids to have a good day, but like mm-hmm. kids only have a good day at certain places like that for like 30 minutes. And then right. it's just all hell breaks loose. So it's, you see so many of these kids in like uncomfortable, like, the little boys in the suits and ties for Easter or whatever, or the girls in the dresses and they just <laughs> yeah. hate it. And you, it just called back to so many times where I've just seen kids freaking out. Like, I don't want the vest. I don't want to put on this jacket <laughs> or like something. And it's like, it just like, cause whenever you see it, you're just like, Oh my God, like whatever. But then you think about it and you're like, the only re like kids aren't dolls. The only reason you're yeah. doing this, which calls back to the dollhouse. It's like, you're just doing this for you. You're not doing this for the kid. Like, right. You're trying to be appear out there as and, normal like, as possible. Yeah. Like go take the kid out there in some like comfy pants and a shirt and just take a picture of them smiling rather than a <laughs> stoic unfazed face of a child in a dress, just not smiling yeah. or something. Yeah, I think but, even yeah. out even outside of the crybaby story, the song is kind of a dark take on society where people, you know, try so hard to look perfect or to have maintain that facade that that was mentioned in Dollhouse that they end up like mistreating themselves. Uh, at, at other points in the song, they mentioned like taking diet pills and getting butt implants and wearing makeup and stuff. Yeah. And they're just trying to to cover up their insecurity, which is it's sad. It is it's, sad. It's, it's kind of it's life it only continues that whenever uh it's just it creates a vicious cycle i guess for sure but as far as the music goes it's got some cool like echoey vocal samples that come in Mm -hmm. like the oh oh like that type of stuff and i don't know like as we've discussed countless times and we will to the into the future (laughs) we vocal sampling and vocal reworking is just something that we both like and I yeah. like it, but like it, at the 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 very beginning of this track, it has her singing the chorus uh, without a lot of music or without any music, I think, mm-hmm. for the first time. But it has that lower pitch vocals underneath the regular vocals that we talked about on "So Sad, So Sexy." Mm-hmm. It's just it's good. It's, it's a nice good. it's a nice sound, and like that. There's just like a wash of synths that come in behind the chorus, and it's just it. I don't. I don't know the exact adjective to use to describe it. Aesthetic. But, uh, aesthetic. Yeah, I guess <laughs> with, like with, with, with all sound. capitals and spaces between. <laughs> yeah, spaces between them. No, dude, all yeah. lowercase. That's how aesthetic this is. It's oh wow. It's all it's all it's lowercase. Going around. <laughs> <laughs> but I, one thing about the music 
that gets me is I've, every time I listen to this song, you can hear a sippy cup being filled up in the background and it makes yeah. me have to pee because it's like a, just the water <laughs> sound and it's like, yeah. blub, blub. I'm just like, man, <laughs> I do like yeah. this song. Like this is one of my favorite songs on the album. Yeah. I think this is my favorite track on the album. Uh, there are a couple well, of them towards the end that I really like as well. Or not necessarily in, but throughout the album, there are a couple more that I really, really like, but I, I think this one takes the cake because it's so like, it's so different from everything else on this album musically. Like, like we mentioned, there's like this kind of like nice <clears throat> wave of synths that comes in and gives it like, I don't know, a, a different, more chill feel to it. Yeah. It has a very minimal beat. Like there's not a lot of like crazy bass and like kicks going on in this one, but mm-hmm. I don't know. It, it, it stands out. It does stand out. And uh, if you, shit. Okay. I was, <laughs> I was going to say, if you try to stand outside of a carousel, you're going to fall off, <laughs> but that doesn't, that doesn't mean anything. It doesn't, though. It's, like, it's fine. <laughs> the, <laughs> the next song is carousel. And, uh, yes. Oh, oh man, the song's a little creepy right from the start, just because it's got the, accordions. Yeah. It's got accordions <laughs> and they're like a little bit off too, because yeah. it sounds like you're walking into the attic or something of an old house <laughs> and yeah. you dust it off like a toy from the fifties or something. And it's like, ding, 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 ding. yeah, it's like, slightly flat on, yeah. on like one of the notes that are used in the chords <laughs> and mm-hmm. it just gives it a slightly off <laughs> feeling. Uh, but I think it, it perfectly suits the idea or the theme of being on a carousel because you know a lot of carousels have kind of jaunty i i don't know if if carousels use accordions per se but i feel like it fits it makes, I mean, in, in my head canon they do it yeah it's like an accordion sound at least because i wrote yeah. down accordions i don't think because i don't know like i've only ever been on like three or four carousels in my life but yeah it, they all sound like accordion type music I don't know. It works because uh, the little off kilter sound that they have works in the way that I don't know. The song kind of talks about stale, almost love, where you're just going around and around, yeah, like never quite reaching whatever destination you're trying to get to. Like you're both on the same ride, but you're kind of just going and never really like you don't never get going it. anywhere. Yeah, you're you don't get anywhere in a carousel. Like, okay, you're sitting on the horse. I'm sitting back here on the polar bear. We're staying in the same spot, <laughs> but just moving. Well, I don't want the horse. I want the polar bear. <laughs> well, then fine, but I get the dragon. <laughs> That's okay, fine. <laughs> my my polar bear will melt your your dragon's fire. I don't. How? Shut what? up. <laughs> How exactly? <laughs> It doesn't matter. It's it's super cold. Okay. okay? It'll melt it with the coldness. That's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But yeah, the song like uh, I I really dig it musically. It, it's got like we mentioned the accordions, and the accordions get swapped for this like chill vibraphone kind of thing. Yeah. Going on, which kind of it, it follows the the theme of using xylophone and xylophone esque instruments uh, throughout, but it, it gives it this kind of like. I don't know. It, it, it feels nice to me. It, the texture of it feels nice to my ears mm-hmm. and it, it's got some like uh, big beats and like low brass instruments and stuff that come in and it's, it's, I like it. I like it a lot. Hey, so do I like, I like the vibe that the music on this is creating a lot. Like so far, I will say this is probably my favorite album out of the three. 
honestly. Cool. cool. Like, We're going in the right direction. So, yeah, it seems like <laughs> something's working. Like, if if the next one is better than this, then sh- hell yeah, man. <laughs> we'll but, see. <laughs> but I like no pressure. Yeah, no, lots of pressure because I expect <laughs> to have a great album. <laughs> I've waited eight weeks for this, damn it. That's that's fair. You you will have a great album. I don't know if you will think it is great, but it is great regardless. <laughs> well, there we go. That's all that matters. But, uh, yeah, I like the... It's almost, mi- like, just minimal type yeah. of style approach to it. Because I there's a lot of stuff going on musically sometimes, but it just... Not, it doesn't ever feel cluttered, I guess, right. is a good way. Because sometimes it's like... I hear music, music that I like even, but there's just a lot going on and it'll give you kind of like a headache trying to process it all. But this is, it never feels like that. I agree. I agree. And like, I've listened to this album a ton of times and it's weird and kind of going against exactly what you were just saying. I feel like I'm still finding new layers of instruments and sound effects being, (laughs) being used on some of these tracks. So I think there's a lot going on, but it's not all fighting for for focus at the same time yeah yeah and i mean i could be probably am completely fucking wrong about the whole minimal <laughs> thing but that's just what i just what i get hey, about you're, it. Not, you're not wrong you're just incorrect yeah there we go yeah <laughs> well uh since you're so much smarter than me i guess you can <laughs> go into the next song yeah uh <laughs> i i don't have a phd but uh it doesn't mean you can't call me alphabet boy <laughs> it was it was horrible. The setup was okay, and then uh, track five is called Alphabet Boy. Um, it's it's got some some nice muted chimes for a melody on this one. It's got some string swells at the end of bars, which is something I picked up this this week when I was listening to. She likes to do that, or her producer likes to do that, where there's like there's some strings throughout, but at the end of each bar, they kind of like swell up and then like cut out at the at the beginning of the next bar. But yeah. uh, I don't know. It gives it a nice kind of f- finality to each bar. I guess it it, yeah. it clearly segments the song in a pretty cool way. Um, overall, yeah. it, it's mostly muted mu- music uh, until the chorus, where things get a bit louder and bigger with more strings and stuff. And at the end of it, there's there's a straight up trap beat. Yeah, that, that kind of comes in. Definitely. Um... It's, I don't know, I like, like you were talking about the string swelling, that's, uh, mm-hmm. I, don't, I like the way that he does it. It looks like the same guy produced a lot of the stuff on here. One Love, I believe. At least, like, Yeah, I didn't actually the... look at any of the production credits, <laughs> I did no research for this album, I just listened to it. <laughs> well, hmm, I, I'll save my criticism considering the massive <laughs> amount that I dropped the ball last week on all the, the vocals, <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> You know, it's fine. Uh, but yeah, like I like it because it just gives a very, very good sense of build throughout the song. Like, yeah, because I don't know. There's some songs where you hear it and it's like, oh, it's all building to this one point, and then it just drops off and never goes back, or it just never gets there. But it's it seems like you're getting constantly getting at least some sort of payoff listening to right. the music in this. Yeah, lyrically, the song is about having some sort of egotistical friend that has gone on to be successful probably in schooling because at least that's where my mind went because uh, when, when you are successful in, in schooling and education and stuff, you'll get letters at the end of your name, like PhD or, or especially in the medical field, there's a ton of different like acronyms that yeah, you know, append oh to the end of your name. 
so that that's why I'm picturing as Alphabet Boy, uh, who she's kind of mocking because he's he's lording it over her as if it makes him better than her. But she's kind of just accepting that like he's pathetic. He's he's trying to feel powerful by by lording this over me. He's the prince of the playground. I think is what she says. Yeah, where he's just kind of like he he thinks he's better than he is, and he's really not. Yeah, like he he has to have that level of control that comes with being smarter than other people, but right, he's equating maybe doing well in one certain aspect that has nothing to do with, I don't know, because like there's people who are really great in school, but then it comes to life, and you're just yeah. like, I don't know what the fuck <laughs> I'm doing. And uh, she seems like one of the people who knows what she's doing and has this school person be like, oh, well, you had like... I know this, this, and this. It's like, okay, take your PhD, MD, DS, <laughs> RN, whatever bullshit that right. you got. Alphabet soup. Yeah, and in and, and keeping with the theme of the album being kind of disguising the the real content, this song is using the metaphor of like learning your ABCs and, and playing with like those fridge magnet letters to, to learn how to, how to do things, uh, just to kind of like keep it in theme. Yeah, definitely. And uh, if that guy starts to call her names, he'll definitely need to wash his mouth out with soap. Soap. <laughs> I, I agree. Soap. 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 Soap is the next song on this album. <laughs> and uh, I, I gotta tell you, I, I like the music on this a lot. I also, this is one of the other ones that I noted that I really, really like. Oh yeah. Like, it's... It's weird because the chorus kind of it gets a little bit of a spacey feel. Kind of, you're just floating along, and then all of a sudden, at the end of the like the end of the chorus, it's like this <laughs> wet, like watery electronic yeah. breakdown almost. That it's, just kinda, it's got a, it's got a drop with like yeah. a bunch of bubble popping noises, and it's fantastic. And this is like something that I would have listened to on repeat back in the day. Like yeah. if that music, at least maybe not like I. Knowing me in the past, I wouldn't have listened to this song, but like if it was just the instrumental track, I would have had this yeah. shit on repeat. <laughs> yeah, I, I I totally agree. This album came out in 2015, which was, I think, towards the end of... Well, maybe not the end. Yeah, we'll say towards the end of our, or at least my career, in at the, the, the pizza place that we worked at. So I, was I, long I can gone. definitely, oh, wait, was I can I definitely feel that. No, I was still there in 20... Because... My child was born at the end of 2015, so I would have been there until September of that year. It's kind of weird to think how far away that feels. It's, it's only been five years. Yeah, but in the same... Like, I can think back like it was yesterday. Like, yeah. Nostalgia, man. It's the reason why I listen to Vaporwave <laughs> constantly. <Hell> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I really, really dig the, the song. There's a lot of, like, bubble-popping sound effects and, like, dripping sound effects and stuff. Uh, but it's, 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 I don't know. There's something about it. Like the low pitched vocals again in this track. Yeah. It's just good. Yeah. And even the lyrics, like it's something that I can relate to, I guess. I mean, I don't know. I, 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 part of me thinks I can relate to it, but part of me kind of like thinks about how (laughs) I am and maybe I can't, but like. Maybe uh, you want to. Yeah, maybe I want to. Or maybe it's like something that I feel internally. Because there's a lot of things that I feel internally and just like sure. don't ever release out into the wild. Like nobody. Yeah. No, nobody I, I totally get that. But it's like the feeling of uh, 
she wants to wash her mouth out with soap because she's constantly just she's saying that she's i guess talking just so much to this new person after alphabet boy just went up and fucked off and this there's this (laughs) new person in her life and she's just talking and talking and talking and she's equating her words to water that are filling up a tub that this person is in and they're gonna yeah she she thinks she yeah like she's one of the lyrics it is uh something like i know you're gonna leave when your fingers get pruny or wrinkly or yeah yeah she says darling you're just soaking in it but i know you'll get out the minute you'll notice all your fingers pruning up yeah yeah and that's a i don't know i think even if maybe i can't relate to it it's definitely a relatable feeling it's just like being vulnerable and talking feeling comfortable with somebody there's always that little worry where you're like i don't want to get too comfortable but i mean yeah and i i think that's kind of in my interpretation the point of this song is that she's sick of trying to temper her feelings or sick of of trying to mediate them so Mm -hmm. that she she ends up just spewing everything she feels and and just getting it out because she's she's tired of of trying to like portion it out and and dole it out in small chunks and then she realizes like wait now that i've said everything maybe maybe this was a bit much and maybe i should (laughs) have had a had a bit bit of a filter Uh, and and so she feels like she has to kind of like make amends by by kind of cheering them up and and doing other things but you don't have to do that i'm sure i'm sure it's fine i'm sure it's fine melanie i'm sure it's fine and you know if not i think the guy probably just needs to take his training wheels off yeah, yeah, definitely. Just go go for a ride on his big old two-wheel bike. <laughs> yep. Track seven, training wheels. You guys didn't even notice. I did it. Boom, in your face. Training wheels. Uh, it, the song I, I like, um, It's there's not a whole lot of notes that I have on it, though. Uh, it, it's got some very light keys and some soft strings, kind of staples that have been throughout this album already. Uh, it's it, there, There's some sound effects of what sounds like bike riding going on underneath the chorus has you know it's another big beat with some big bass but overall it's a pretty calm song uh i think lyrically it nicely follows up soap where in soap she kind of laid everything on the table and said this is what i want in a relationship this is what i this is what i want emotionally in in the future and it it follows up by using this metaphor of riding a bike where she's more experienced than her affection, the the target of her affection, and she wants to help them kind of learn to develop a serious relationship and yeah. possibly, you know, get the sex. The sex, man. That's the what sex. it's all about. <laughs> At least for a while, and then you're like, well, fuck, okay. <laughs> and then you get I, a baby. <laughs> yeah, the amount of time I have invested in this cannot be taken back, so we're looking <laughs> forward, guys. <laughs> but yeah, this yes. is, I totally get the feel that this, I'm at least the closest thing to a like a true love song i guess a hopeful yeah. a hopeful song i guess we'll say <laughs> because i don't know she's talking about carrying band-aids to help if like she's willing to mend things if they go wrong in this relationship that she's right in a part of but uh it, this song does have some of my favorite vocal melodies some of not like my absolute like i'll just it's my absolute favorite i don't, I don't yeah, like i mean there, there are a lot of a lot of good vocal melodies on this album i think so yeah. it's, it's hard to nail down the favorite per se i just remember listening to it for the first time and thinking like on my first pass through of this album i was like you know what okay okay yeah I yeah like voice, she, so. she 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 sings in a very like 
light and airy way. She has a bit of a rougher voice, I think, for pop music. Yeah. But it, she she still sings specifically in this song in a very light, fluffy way. And in the course of the song, it, it's just, it's, it's fun to sing along to, even if you don't really care about the content of it. She says, I love everything you do when you call me fucking dumb for the stupid shit I do. Yeah. And just the rhythm that she, she gives it, I think is, is nice. That's a, uh, I do a lot of stupid shit and there's still people <laughs> that love me sometimes. So that's, that's relatable. That. I can't, well, I can't prove that. You, I guess I can't really either. I don't know what other <laughs> people think. They, I just know what they, they tell me. Isn't that some shit? You never really know. <laughs> You just kind of have to, just kind of have to fucking deal with it. And maybe you should throw, maybe you should throw a party to, to I, deal with that. Yeah. I mean, and if I find out that nobody loves me, I guess I'll just throw a pity party. <laughs> yeah. But you know, uh, I get, or I could just listen to track number eight off this album, pity. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> Man, we're we're on it with the segues today. We're killing Holy it. Shit, these are a lot easier to segue into than the fucking Helms Deep album. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> Dangling modifiers. How are you supposed to? Do? <laughs> hmm. <laughs> oh god. But yeah, this song. I've heard this song before. Pity party. Oh, have you? Uh, like I, I'm at least. I I guess I can't say with certainty, but I have. When I heard it, I was like, "This is extremely familiar." Okay, so. wait. Before before we go any further, there is a song. Uh, that was I, it was it's a pretty oh, old song. No, the yeah, the song that they kind of like took from. Yeah, for okay. yeah, I, I have heard that song too, but okay. I, I feel it. Like, I think I've heard this song as well specifically because I would imagine they kind of just went took a theme of that. It's my party, and I'll cry if I want to song. And then yeah, just I, I kind of feel like she, she just really wanted to sing that song. Yeah, and they're like, well, maybe don't do a direct cover. And we'll yeah. just we'll just we'll we can. We can pay for a few lines of that song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we don't have huge budgets yet, so we can't just... <laughs> Not yet. That. Yeah, this, this yeah. was our first album. Yeah. So. Uh, in, yeah. in a good... Hmm? No, you hmm? you go. Hmm? No, you go. <laughs> in in, in a, a good contrast to the prior track, I think, this one immediately starts with like a big kick beat and, and gives you a little bit of musical melody. And then it explodes in the chorus with, with strings and big drums and big bass and some some samples. And I didn't notice it until listening to this album this past week. But the chorus has a sample of someone that's making like an apple munching noise which, <laughs> out on the snare. And I never noticed it before. And I don't know how, because now it's all I hear when I hear this song. Hell yeah, dude. Well, I guess I'll have to listen to it again and try to... Try to hear You'll that. hear it. You won't be able to unhear it. it it's horrible. Well, then maybe I mean, it's I, not horrible, but like, I, I don't know. It's fun. I might never listen to the song again then, just because <laughs> I don't want to hear a giant apple crunch in the middle of my song. <laughs> well, she's talking about eating, eating, having more cake to eat for herself. The lyrics talk about her having a party, but nobody showed up to because nobody gives a fuck about her. And she's like, well, fine. I just, that means more cake for me. I'm totally not upset. Whatever. See, I like... I don't know if there's an another layer or not because uh, whenever I do actually pay attention to the lyrics, I tend to overanalyze. Yeah, and I don't know if this is this could be completely obvious. This could be not what she's going for. Like I don't know, but I don't know if the party is supposed to because she's crybaby. She's overly sensitive. She's very aware. Dramatic. Of what, yeah, dramatic. <laughs> so I don't know if like maybe the pity party is like she's throwing a tantrum. And she's mm-hmm. used to having people attentive or like 
her parents who wanted to keep this picture perfect idea right. there. I mean, like maybe it's negative attention, but she's always getting a ton of attention. And now that there's nobody there, nobody's showing up to this pity party. Nobody's paying attention to her tantrum and that's causing her to go off the deep end or some shit like in yeah. this song. I don't know. No, I, I think that makes sense. I, I feel like the song was out of place because I couldn't like come up with a good reason for it to fit the narrative of the album, but that totally makes sense. So I'm running with that one. Yeah, there we go. Hell yeah. I came up with a theory. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the, it's, I, I think it, it goes well. Uh, I think at the end of the bridge after like the second verse or something, there, there's a bridge and it, it chills out for a second. And then there's this, just this, this blood boiling scream that yep. comes in and resumes the song. But, uh, so yeah, she's definitely having a meltdown of some sort, but, uh, yeah, I, I think you're definitely right where she's expecting people to give a shit and they're not because yeah. she's a grown up now, except she's kind of not. Yeah, she's not, yet, but, but she's like five or something. Yeah. Who knows? There's no age, no age given here. Yeah. Maybe she's just one of those like really young looking people. Yeah. And I, I think that goes well into the next song. Tag your it. I'm not going to, uh, shit, man. I'm not going to segue. I'm just, I'm just going into it. Tag your it is the next yeah. track and it ties into what you just said because the song is kind of fucked up. It, it's using yeah. the metaphor of the children's game of tag to tell a story of Crybaby being abducted and sexually abused, uh, which is, which is heavy. Obviously yeah. it's probably the bit. heaviest content on this album, but, uh, yeah, it's she mentions being like too pretty, I think, or, or being the prettiest one. Uh, I, I think she she uses the eeny meeny miny mo thing where she's like, mm-hmm. my mother told me to pick the very best one, and I am, kind of a yeah. thing. But yeah, so she she's getting chased down and abducted in a parking lot by some creepy guy that is, that is abducting her and, and sexually abusing her, and it's. it's I watched it's, this music video. I didn't watch this one. I feel like I need to, but you do. I have not. It's the big bad wolf who's uh, abducting her. Yeah, I, I saw that the wolf was was the character, and I couldn't figure out where people were getting the wolf as a character from the lyrics. And I was like, "There's probably a music video that I haven't seen." Yeah, which I mean, and that's the th- like I don't, I don't know this this whole thing. Like it's it is very dark. It's very heavy. it's hard to talk about. <laughs> it's it is, and it's like that's the thing. I don't know. I mean, I know she wrote the song and it's, it does a good job of doing exactly what she wanted it to do. Mm-hmm. Where like, I think tying it in, because I mean, this whole album is supposed to be like toddlers, like right. young children, very young children, like that type of theme. And then to have a song like this, it almost makes you think that whoever this crybaby baby character is, is probably an older person, right. but maybe they're having... A, like some sort of dissociative break because all of these oh the big bad wolf is coming to get her oh it, <laughs> yeah. she's talking in talking about games and talking in little sing-songy rhymes and whatever but it's like whenever you really I, like, I really like it, that headcanon that you've just established in my mind because of the way the album ends I, I think this is this, this, this is blown a door open for me <laughs> I'm not sure if it was intended by her but I, I really like this idea of this being a recounting of, of someone having the psychotic break and, and kind of 
going going a little bit crazy and then having all of these like childish memories kind of flowing back into her vernacular or or seeing things in the way that she does on this album yeah it's uh yeah i don't that's kind of yeah that's where i went and uh it's like i don't know man it's (laughs) it's an intense song but like once again i i like the song because i like that juxtaposition of intense really really dark shit with heavy music yeah and i mean not to say that this music's like super well yeah happy but like it's that's fair it's I mean, it's, it's it has like strings music. and harps and, yeah. and shit, and there's some like echoey keys. I do, I do really like two two bits when she's quoting this big bad wolf character. She has some like weird vocal effects going on that I really enjoy. Yeah. Um, and then towards the end of the song, I don't think it's supposed to be quoting him or anything, but uh, she's like modified her own vocals that are like it, it, I don't know. There's there's something really like there's a good layer layering effect that she puts on her vocals towards the end yeah yeah man it's uh i don't know after after the craziness of this song i definitely need a sweet treat like some milk and cookies or something i think i got some if you want to you know I mean, i'll drop them outside i know the coronavirus is still happening so we, need, we can't like interact but i'll drop some milk and cookies outside don't worry I'll, I'll i'll rub them down with a bleach solution and then eat them but <laughs> oh no maybe they'll be poisoned or maybe it's just track number 10. Milk and cookies. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I mean, I feel like we're on our game tonight. Yeah, we're having fun. Maybe, maybe, my, maybe our game is just like 20 steps below everybody else's game, but whatever <laughs> game we're on, we're on. It definitely is. <laughs> I like this, this extended setup scenario that we have going on i like it. i mean it's it works better because you almost have to like there's not too many ways to make an organic segue so <laughs> yeah. if, you, if you just give it a little nudge in the right direction maybe you yeah you gotta it. build your story first yeah but milk and cookies <laughs> she's uh i'm gonna just barge just fucking break on in yeah, to no, the no, other no. side on on these lyrics and uh i don't know she's still captive to this wolf guy and yep He's just being a complete fucking dick to her because, of course, he is. Like he abducted yeah, her. Why wouldn't he abused. be? Why wouldn't he be? Like he has <laughs> literally no reason not to be a dick. That is he, his character. He has already crossed into that territory. <laughs> yeah, he's a little bit farther than just crossing into that territory. But yeah. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> but so she hatches a plan because he's like, "Make me fucking treat, man. Yeah. Like I, I'm hungry. I need some something." And she makes some some milk and cookies, but oh, she throws some fucking poison in there. Kills A lot the of shit, poison. Kills the shit out of him. More like the big dead wolf. <laughs> Got him. Got him. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, shit. it's it's this is uh this is like the the climax of the movie where she's like, or I guess the climax was her getting captured. Yeah, and this is her like breakout. She kills him. Uh. I, it, it, there's definitely a darker feel in the music on this track. Mm-hmm. There's some like darker strings. I say darker. They're like deeper, lower strings and some light keys that are giving a nice contrast yeah. on it. And then there's like some tuba giving it a little, a little yeah. extra oomph in the chorus. Giving it that little uba. Tuba yeah, uba. tuba uba. That's, that's her band name, Joey. <laughs> tuba uba. Wasn't that the bad guy in uh, Crash Bandicoot, Tuba Uba? I have, I, I have no idea. I've not played a Crash Bandicoot game in millennia. Oh, shit. 
uh, for all you people out there, it's actually Oopa Oopa, I believe. Oopa Oopa. Oopa Oopa is the bad mask. But anyways, back to back to this song about somebody <laughs> fucking breaking out of their captor's house by poisoning them. Uh, A little bit heavier than Crash Bandicoot. Yeah, it's uh. I don't know, this song kind of cemented the whole psychotic break thing, or at least the reverting to a childlike state, because the whole sure. song is set up in the, like, one, two, something, something, yes. something, something, three, four, something, something, like, kind of like the Freddy Krueger rhyme, but right. it's, I don't know, the first verse, just the way it starts off, one, two, melatonin's coming for you, three, four, baby, won't you lock the door, like, you just picture, a per- like, somebody locked in a fucking basement. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh yeah, come on out, get some sunlight, maybe, but make me <laughs> make maybe some food or something. I don't know. It's just it paints it paints a picture, and the video is just the way it's the art style that all these videos are in is kind of like a little storybook art style. So it, nothing's yeah. too threatening. It's like I I don't know. It's just a wolf and a little doll looking child. Yeah, I think but, to go with it. Um, the album itself came with like a storybook or maybe there was a special edition that had like a physical storybook telling the story of this album as well, I think. Yeah, if if there is, I would like to read it because uh, it was very interesting just trying to piece all these things together. Yeah, I'll see, what, see if I can find it somewhere and uh, send it to you, maybe digitally, but is nonetheless. That, is that legal? Yeah, of course, it is legal. On to the next track, Joey. <laughs> pacify her. Pacify the FCC. Pacify her. <laughs> not not pacifier. But it pacify her. But also like pacifier. It. It, but also pacifier. Didn't Haley Williams do something like that on her latest album? Um, was, was kind of. Yeah, she uses some wordplay on cinnamon on her thing. or something. Cinnamon, cinnamon, Cin- cinnamon. Yeah, perhaps. Why it's unclear? There we go. Uh, instead of Mastodon, I'm calling to Haley Williams. Boom, bam. <laughs> yeah, we're we're just gonna we're gonna derail the entire show if if we get started on Haley Williams because uh, for those who don't know, Haley Williams is my girl. And one I'm, day, I'm, a, I'm the biggest will, fan. We're gonna spend a whole episode just talking about each one of her songs individual. So get ready Maybe. for that hundred <laughs> episode arc where we just <laughs> yeah. talk about all, all every her songs. song she's ever been involved with. <laughs> All of the B-sides and everything. Pacify her. But pacify her. Track pacify 11. Pacify her. Pacify uh, her. This one, it's kind of the aftermath of uh, the shit that's gone down in the previous two tracks where she was abducted and then escaped by killing her attacker. And in this one, she's kind of just an emotionally scarred person who I just doesn't trust people or just doesn't trust relationships, intimacy, closeness, I guess, with other people and goes about just breaking up relationships it seems yeah she, she becomes kind of this this homewrecker character that's trying to steal someone's uh boyfriend from them for no clear or good reason she's just kind of like fuck it like yeah just because she can yeah Jolene. maybe she's like trying to to be be engaged because now obviously she has this warped view of relationships maybe she's mm-hmm. trying to like find something to, to either distract her or to, to reaffirm her and to, to make her feel kind of okay, but doing so in a kind of shitty way. That's yeah. And in a way, I don't know. She's it's, she's probably been toughened by the experience. And now yeah. it's, it seems like 
at the end of the song, she is personifying these girlfriends or the girlfriend of the, the guy that she took as mm-hmm. the crybaby. And right. they're trying to pacify this new crybaby because she's not the crybaby anymore. She's yeah. and this, this girl's just getting on her nerves. So yeah. like, fucking put a pacifier in that bitch's mouth. Yeah. Get out of here. Get out of here. <laughs> Get the fuck out. He's mine now. Get the fuck out of here. See you later. <laughs> That's a, I did a terrible accent right there. What there was that there, later part? There are part? no good accents. There are none. Yeah, even people's natural accents are just... Yeah, they're, they're, not, they're wrong. Yeah, they're, they're not wrong. true to origin. Oh my god. Uh, I thought, what? I was about to just go on and tell a whole story to you, like we were not recording a podcast about well, music. Well, guess what, Joey? We are. <laughs> Let's wrap this up, and then you can tell me your story. <laughs> okay. So, next song. Mrs. Yep. Potato Head. This no song, segue. I got. I got a few things to say about this song. Oh yeah, I like this track a lot. This this is the third of my like really enjoyable songs. What do you really? I mean, I really like the music and stuff, I, and even the message on the song. I like I just I like the song a lot. But but there's a big old but there, and it's a not just one but. not just one that's been implanted into somebody. <laughs> because the song Miss Mrs. Potato Head, it's kind of a uh, I don't know. It's a very uh, I don't want to say derogatory. I guess tongue-in-cheek way, I guess, to refer to women who are just picking and choosing their little parts. She refers to cutting and pasting through plastic surgery. You can just pick your face, pick your arms, your legs, your butt, your everything. Right. And talking about how Mr. Potato Head is, are you going to pay for all that? Or how how much did you have to work to pay for her surgery? Or how did you do it? But yeah. And are you going to stick around forever? Exactly. Even and, if uh, her face don't stay together. Don't stay together. <laughs> it's, uh, I totally am 100% down with being comfortable in your own skin. And yeah. I like that message in this song. But there's a part of me that whenever I'm listening to this song, it feels very much like an attack on <laughs> women who choose to get plastic surgery, which yeah. is something I'm like, I don't want to be that guy. But it's something that I'm kind of like, what the f-? like? That's that's not entirely cool. Yeah, because I mean, if, if what people if they... if people probably shouldn't get a, a sense of self from doing so. But at the same yeah. time, like, let people live. Well, and the whole I feel like the whole being comfortable in your own skin thing. And now, don't get me wrong. There's so many little facets and little things that can go into this yeah like people your standard of beauty is only mostly probably brought on by what you've seen in just everywhere and that means your standard of beauty that you hold yourself to isn't entirely natural or organic or healthy yeah like so it this what i'm about to be say can be refuted but i feel like there's people who like okay you just want a little bit of surgery or something so you can be comfortable in your own skin like every mm-hmm. time you look in the mirror you see something and you're like that's not me i yeah, that's that person in the nose mirror. yeah like not that there's anything wrong with a big old nose but if you look in the mirror and you see that and you're like that's not my face that's not the face that i should be seeing and which is it can be an unhealthy way to think but i don't know 
because that's the thing. There's a very fine line between looking in the mirror and being like, there's just this one little thing that if it, if it was different, I would, I feel like I would look like myself. Right. And there's a very fine line between that and I need to change this. Oh no, that's not a good enough thing. Now I need to change this and this, and it's like a slippery slope, but I feel like, and Joey, don't get is, me wrong. is this how you're, you're coming out and telling me that you've had plastic surgery? I have not, and I never <laughs> would. I don't care. I don't. I do not care about how I look <laughs> at all. Like, I think, I think we're to do anything. That. I like that's Oh my god! I can look in. No, I'm not even going to get into it. I was about <laughs> to do the thing that I said I was going to do. I'm just. Fine. But yeah, I don't know. It's. I, I don't think she was trying to attack anybody, and I totally 100% approve of her message in the song. Just sometimes whenever I was listening to it, I was like, this feels a little bit like it's an attack on people, or like it's being derogatory towards them, I guess, in a way. Like, yeah. it's, it's, I, I, it's she, shaming she says, behavior. I, I think to kind of combat that, in the second verse, she says, it's, it's such a waste when little girls grow into their mother's face but little girls are learning how to cut and paste and pucker up their lips till they suffocate kind of a thing where they're like, it's, it's one thing if it is the case in which you are referring to where you're a grown ass woman looking at yourself and saying, you know, just a little bit, a little, a slight change would make me feel more comfortable with who I am versus little kids that are growing up, seeing their mother doing that and thinking that they have to do it to be loved. She, she says, I think in the refrain of the song, no one will love you if you're unattractive kind of a thing. So I, I think this is more about children being raised in an environment where they feel like they have to modify themselves in order to be loved. Yeah. And that is fucked up. It's not true. It's not true at all. I, I really like yeah. there, there's uh, one of the verses. She uses this potato analogy that I really, I, I, yeah. I don't know why it just makes me laugh, which I mean, it's called Mrs. Potato head. But she, she actually goes for literal potatoes here. She says, if you want a little more confidence, potatoes turn to french fries. Yeah, it's common sense. All you need is a couple more condiments and $100,000 for some compliments. <laughs> it's like, that's, that's a fun little riff to go on. But like, she, she's yeah, talking about like, you know, potatoes. Potatoes are good. People like potatoes, but people like them better if they're transformed into french fries. And you just got to yeah. add some shit and to it. You got you to gotta, you gotta make them taste better. Put some you know? ketchup. Shit, yeah, man. I had French fries for but dinner. But obviously, just just French fries. No, I had pizza too. But <laughs> pizza French and French fries. fries. <laughs> Joey, we can talk God about your eating it. habits. <laughs> I was doing so good, man. And then pizza <laughs> and French fries. Pizza and French fries. Oh, take us to the oh, next shit. track, Joey. The next track, Mad Hatter. Instant, just fucking big old bass, dude. Those fucking <laughs> yeah. normies. Those normies, man. She's crazy fucking, now. She doesn't get those she's, fucking... She's totally insane. Those normies. She reads all <laughs> over them with her craziness. <laughs> yes, indeed. The, the song is like... I don't know. It, it starts with some like very light and simple music box kind of music, and then bam, just drops this fucking low warped bassy synth all over you, and it's just like... <laughs> Where the fuck am I anymore? <laughs> Which uh, I think, good, it, yeah, it, I think we're both about to say the same thing. It, it's it's a good ending. It's a good endpoint, and it 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 totally lines up with what you were saying earlier about her kind of 
being this this in this psychotic state where she's just kind of babbling on about like childhood things but also slipping in like more mature like languages because her, her mind's kind of dissociating like you said yeah yeah and i don't know i think this song is somewhat of a continuation of the ideals of the last song mrs mm-hmm. potato head and except this time it's with your mind instead of your body like being comfortable with Right, what you're not thinking. being, yeah, and she of course overplays it as oh yeah, everybody be fucking crazy. All the people <laughs> are who are normal fucking suck. Everybody, everybody who's ever been good is crazy, and it's <laughs> yeah. like, but like what she means whenever she says that, and look <laughs> at me mansplaining what this yeah, uh-huh. poor woman meant whenever she fucking wrote a song. <laughs> God, yeah. did I just unironically say the word mansplaining? Remind you, remind you me did. to shoot myself later. Oh, I, I will. But oh, that's, shit. We can't we can't okay. say it on the podcast. Shit. Okay. Because oh, now, God. if you actually yeah. do shoot yourself, then I'm going to be complicit, and I don't I don't want that. <laughs> but anyway, I'll cut it out. It's fine. Anyways, <laughs> after I said that, I was like, wait a fucking second. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not cutting it out. It's staying in. But, uh, yeah, the, the song's about her kind of, like, accepting that she's insane now and, and just being, yeah. being okay with it. I, I feel like it's not a good thing for her, the character, but yeah. uh, I think it's a good end point for the story. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And the, just the simple idea of, I mean, reading into the whole thought of, like, all the best people are crazy or whatever. And it's like reading into that a little bit more, not just taking it at face value of, yeah, everybody who's ever, who's ever been good is crazy. Cause that's mm-hmm. not true, but right. it it's, it's a gentle reminder that all the best people out there are not crazy, but they live outside of the norms. They're not afraid yeah. to explore their psychology, their, the way they think the way that just the little quirks that some other people may see as crazy. And you should not feel intimidated or dissuaded from doing that yourself because everybody's unique and that's what is great. So I I feel like you could uh, replace the word crazy with unafraid to be unique. And it would just well, I, so perfect. so this song specifically is called Mad Hatter. There's a lot of references to Alice in Wonderland, and the there's a line in said book slash movie slash animated film slash whatever that says uh so so what if i'm crazy all the best people are crazy or, or something like that I don't, I don't know what the quote is specifically but the, the, the it's it's there alice meets the mad hatter the oh that's what it is okay sorry I, I i just pulled this up so she says you're entirely bonkers but i'll tell you a secret all the best people are kind of a thing that's a quote from alice in said thing and she makes reference well, to i've never seen alice alice in wonderland I've never seen that movie. I never have, but I knew that that was a thing. How have you not seen all of the the targeted Facebook ads of like people people with like I don't know the the, the cat the Cheshire cat saying all all the people all the best people are crazy or something like that. I did briefly uh, know someone, and uh, Alyssa had a friend who had that tattooed on her back see there you go but uh, you, you've experienced that's just how widespread alice in wonderland is i haven't seen it you haven't seen it but but we're still familiar at least vaguely 
I prefer Shea Gorath over the Mad Hatter anyways. So. <laughs> I, I am 100% with you. He stands for everything good. He stands for cheese. He stands for more cheese. I, I mean, I don't know Add what else you cheese. want. And fucking... <laughs> oh, okay. Before I Overall, fucking how, how do you feel about this album? <laughs> hey, I like this album more than the previous two. I actually, like, I'll... I would genuinely listen to this album again. Like, okay. We're, without, we're getting somewhere. Yeah. Without having anything telling me to listen to this album, I would, I would do it again. It's pretty good. I, I would recommend checking out her second album. Uh, I think it's technically continuing the story or maybe it's just using Crybaby as a character. Uh, it's kind of like an evolution. The second album was K through 12, which whereas a lot of this album was kind of painted in, in the guise of like toddler, toddlerdom or being a very young child. Uh, K-12 kind of goes through the whole like schooling. There, there's a lot of schooling metaphors and stuff with it as well. And there's a full film. I think it's on YouTube for free. Uh, I think I looked it up last week. It, it's like an hour and a half long. Um, but it, it's probably worth a watch if you enjoyed this album. Well, I'm going to give it a watch because I got nothing but time, man. <laughs> cool. And also at some point you still need to listen to Lord's first album because I know you haven't done it yet. And You're right, I, think, I haven't done I think, it. I think, I think you'd actually like that too. But uh, it's I've been listening fine. to too many things, man. Well, so stop many it! Things. Stop like, it! Oh my god! I have uh, just been—I've been getting further and further out there, which uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's man. good for the podcast. It, uh, it maybe. <laughs> like the thing is, like I'm—I'm I'm gonna. You're gonna get a taste of some of it next week because uh, I'm just gonna, okay. Pop on, what are, pop what are on we into the to? album. We're listening to an album. The band is hella, like that's hella tight, bro. <laughs> and uh, the album is called "Hold Your Horse Is," not "Hold Your Horses." Hold your horse is. Yeah, I guess I don't know black. why. I don't know why, but that's just what they called it, I guess. And uh, all right, I mean, what 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 can we expect going into this? Guitar and drums. Okay. And it's generally rocky. I guess I would okay. consider it an offshoot of math rock, maybe. Okay, okay. But I can dig it. There's no vocals. I'm going to give you the a heads up there. Oh, fully instrumental, huh? Just fully instrumental. Okay. Just, well, just, uh, we'll see if we can get some good conversation out of it. I know we've, just, we've done the the ambient One of Tricks Point Never album that we had good conversation with. I don't know if we'll be able to top that because that was a really good episode, I think. But we'll see. I think so too, and apparently our views kind of think so. Who knows? Because uh, <laughs> we've been on a solid streak of literally no views, so yeah, or listens. <laughs> Everyone's given up. All so I don't. I, I've. I haven't. I haven't <laughs> given up on us, Jeremy. I mean, we talk about this as, pretty much every week. As long as we're having fun, we're going to keep doing this. Man. I'm 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 worried about next week. Why? Because worst case scenario, we have a shitty episode. It's fine. Nobody's <laughs> listening anyway. <laughs> but best case scenario, you listen to an awesome album. So yeah, and go. even better case scenario, uh, if you're you the listener, want to to reach out to us and ask us questions or or just talk to us and say hey, we're we're all over the fucking internet. Wherever yeah, you're yeah. listening to us now, there's like four other places you can find us at least. Yep. I'm not going to go through them all every episode, 
but we also got social medias. We got we got other streaming services. Just go go look for us. Hopefully yeah. by now we've saturated our own market that that you can search feedback loop podcast and find us if you just yeah. type it into Google. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, like, like my good old dude Jeremy here said. <laughs> like, if you've ever been on the internet, you have probably come across a platform that you can either find us on or uh, at least look at us on. So, yeah, just we're, we're around. Maybe don't see us directly. We don't have selfies posted, but like, no, nope, I, mean, I, I do on my personal Facebook, but like, I don't think else. I have an image of me because I don't have. I mean, I guess I technically have to have a personal Facebook to back up and be on our Facebook, but I don't even sure. have a personal Facebook. So good yeah. luck, everybody. You don't, you don't use it as a personal Facebook at the very least. Anyways, Nobody. if you, if you, <laughs> if you guys want us to start sharing, sharing selfies, we will let us know. You got to tweet us. You got to hit us up on the Facebooks and, and the Instagrams. And if we get 100 likes, face reveal. <laughs> yeah, that's the idea. We should do that <laughs> for sure. If we get a hundred likes, collectively across all of our videos we'll do a face reveal it'll be great that's our first milestone oh sweet uh, lord but i i guess we're, we're gonna wrap this one up because <laughs> we, we're, we're falling apart here at the end uh in, until next time stay in our feedback bye